Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Cameron Garrett, and I'm the director of new ministries at First Church. Um, I'm excited to be joined for this podcast conversation with Holly Garrison, who is going to be leading, whose studio is leading uh, yoga at the church on Tuesdays at noon. I had the great benefit of already going to a class that Holly led, and it was wonderful. You should absolutely come and check it out. Um, Holly's studio is Firefly Yoga Studio, right, Holly? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so we're, we're excited that she's here. Um, Holly, I, I like to begin my conversations, um, particularly in podcast form, with a question that I'm yoinking from Krista Tippett's On Being podcast. She always starts her conversations with the question, um, tell us a little bit about the spiritual background of your childhood. So that's where I'd like to start, if you wouldn't mind starting there. That's where we will start. And I'm already learning new words, yoinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I read a sermon um, from one of my friends the other day, and he used the word yeet. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeet, yoinking. Yes. All the new words start with a Y. Okay. Uh, so my spiritual background as a child Um I am really grateful that I feel like my grandma um, really raised her kids to have a heart for church and specifically church, right? Like we can have a heart for a lot of different things. We can have it for faith. We can have it for religion. We can have it for church. But um, She really raised my dad with this heart for church. And so um both she and he, I got to watch as I was growing up, be very involved. You know, grandma was having teas and um, participating in circle and and volunteering every way she could. And then as I grew up, my dad was a trustee and a Sunday school teacher. And um, my mom also, you know, it was a, a priority for her to get us to participate in church and that could have been going to church on Sunday or it could have been you know my sister and I making up our own little um, Christmas Eve service at home or something like that but um, it was just definitely like always a part and my um, my dad was Presbyterian so I was I was baptized Presbyterian and then my parents split when I was very young and they both went to a different Christian denomination of church and so I ended up growing up in like Presbyterian church, and Methodist church. And I feel like, and I, I talked to uh, Pastor Vance about this when we first met too, but that for me was the very beginning of a place of seeing that there are different uh, ways that we can have faith and, and practice our faith and walk in our faith and honoring that each, you know, each path is different and has its gifts and, um, I think it helps me to kind of have an open heart to a lot of different things. So that's pretty far back, but 
Hopefully yeah, that's, 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 fine. that's good. Thank you. Um, when did you feel like you started to find your lane um, with faith and religion and um, church, particularly because you mentioned that there was this sort of split that occurred um, in your family, and it also resulted in a split in our church life. Um, so how, when when do you notice that you really found oh, this is, this is my church or this is my faith. That's such an interesting like thing to look at, right? Because as we're kids, especially if a faith is, is gifted to us, it's part of who we are all the time, but it really belonged to someone else, right? Like, like, and you totally acknowledge that with your question, like, okay, here it was, but then when did it become yours? So that's, it's subtle, right? And it's probably more of like a a gradual like handing over as opposed to this moment of, you know, right here, this is, this is where, um, but I feel like there were, I have moments that I kind of like identify as maybe like little, I don't know, um, stepping stones or something kind of along the way. Um, I ended up when I was in high school uh, involved in the youth group at a Baptist church and I went to Covenant College for um, a week of church camp. And that was like a really beautiful experience. And um, you know, it's also strange because I have been practicing in so many different faith walks throughout my life, including like 17 years, um, strongly part of the Catholic church. Uh, so everybody has this different concept of like, you know, getting saved or when did it happen or when was this moment or there's never a moment or there's always a moment or whatever. But, um, I just remember this, this one particular moment, um, and I was with one of the counselors who was this really kind mom of another, another kid, but we were kind of going over the, the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and how he did that with what this one little boy had to offer. And that was like a really significant moment for me of like, whatever you have, you, you can make a difference in the kingdom. So I, you know, however small it might be, it can be used in great ways. So, so that was a big moment for me. Um, and then also, I think when I went into college, right, and I had to make the choice, like, do I want to keep going to church myself? Like, I'm not, I'm not home anymore. No one's like telling me it's time to get up to go on Sunday. I, I did want to. And I found that the church that I found, I kind of all of a sudden didn't really want to go anymore. And I was like, oh, well, what's wrong? And then I was just like, oh, it's, it's not that I don't want to be part of church. It's just this one. I'm not like you know, learning or growing or able to serve. I wanted to help, right? I told you, like, I started to have this place of, like, my family being involved, and I wanted to teach Sunday school, and maybe they thought it was too young, and I just couldn't, like, feel like I was fitting in there. So then I, I ended up in another church, and that happened to be a Baptist church, and I loved um, the way the preacher was really academic in his uh, teaching and really centered in the word and also thoughtful and I always love it when I'm called to like, here's how you can change your life or here's how you can, you know, better yourself. Like, like, for example, um, Pastor Vance's sermon on Sunday, he's doing all this beautiful stuff about art. And then it was like, the bottom line I took from it was like, okay, let's create as opposed to consume. And like, that's a way that we can, you know, move forward with our faith. And so 
And it's so, it's so ironic, right? Because here I'm saying like, I wanted to go to this church where I got those things there. I'm being a consumer instead of a creator, but I do want to feel like I'm at this place where I can be inspired so that maybe I can create. So anyway, like making that choice to like, okay, I need to go to a place where I feel like someone's going to put me to work and someone's going to teach me um, that, that became important. And so that's how I also ended up um, sort of in the Catholic church because they let me teach Sunday school. And <laughs> I just, I just love teaching. Um, and then making a choice to um, come back to my Methodist, which I would consider my Methodist roots. Um, when my friend began uh, pastoring at Reeves, here in town also little church um and she's the reason I'm here she's the one that connected uh, me with Vance so yeah maybe it's like having those opportunities of life taking you to a place and you going what's the what's the best like way I can walk my faith and participate in community and learn so that I can be a better participant I don't know if that at all what you wanted but <laughs> that's that's wonderful what i hear in your story holly is this openness to relationship um relationships in the church uh, and also an authentic desire to um walk your faith walk right to to journey and to be open to possibility and so it makes sense to me that the way that you got connected to our church was we were looking for somebody who would teach us this new way um, to pray and to be present and to care for ourselves and to worship. And that's through yoga. So um, as our yoga teacher, um, how did yoga become a part of your faith life and journey? So that is a funny story, I think, for me anyway. Um, I always thought that yoga was just kind of like sitting and breathing and I didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't have time. If I'm going to like exercise, I don't have time to like go sit in a room and like turn myself into a pretzel and breathe. So after I had my son, I was working out at this gym and there was a woman in there that kept inviting me to her yoga class. And I was like, thank you so much. And just pretending I never heard her. And she kept on asking and she kept on asking. And I swear, I always say this. I think God put her in my life. I really do because she just wouldn't quit. And finally, I was like, just to shut this woman up. Okay, like I will go. I'll take this class. And went to the Y and took this class. And in one hour, I felt like I had had an amazing workout, a massage, and my mind had stopped going 6,000 miles an hour for the first time ever in my life. And I was immediately in love and I never stopped. So, and for me, um, part of my faith life, I, I think I have a, a one of my students in teacher training right now. And I'm, I imagine you're aware that there are a lot of Christians that struggle with yoga and Christianity. And there's a lot of questions about it. And I honor those and I, I respect them. And I welcome them so much. Actually, I love for people to ask me those questions and like really sit down and have a conversation. But he's in teacher training with me and his family who is um, very, very strongly involved in church. They're struggling so hard with it. And so he, you know, brings this to me and I'm honored to, to share the faith and walk the walk with him. But I said to him, um, you know, if our faith is really living in us, we are Christians 
sure in church on Sunday morning, but we're also Christians in the grocery store and we're Christians in work and we're Christians when we're taking a walk and we're Christians in yoga class. Like it doesn't strip our faith from us to participate in life. And so um, that's kind of what I say to that. And so for me, if I'm living as a Christian and we are to do things as unto the Lord, right? Like that includes my yoga practice. And so it's always a prayer and whether or not I'm saying it out loud and anyone knows, um, as I practice on my mat, it, it's, it's very much of a part. And I feel like truly in, in some, you know, kind of challenging times in my life, since I started practicing, um, I really feel like the mat was the place where Jesus chose to meet me and build my trust in him and, and heal me through intentional connecting with him as a part of my daily practice. Yeah, that's good. I, I think that there's a tendency perhaps in Christendom to sort of split um, the body and the spirit and the mind into distinct arenas of their own, right? So there's a difference to be made between caring for my mind and my body and my spirit. And I think that the border that separates those things is probably a little bit more porous than we tend to think it is, right? Having um, integrity, yeah. Yeah, so so not only do I hear you saying that yoga isn't incompatible with the Christian faith, but that it helped you with your faith. I wonder if you would say more about that. Sure, 100%. Um, so recently I was talking to someone about what sets different studios apart. And the thing that was said about Firefly was that we're real. So, okay, I'll go ahead and get real with you. <laughs> um, I am divorced and it was a very, very hard uh, path to take and through that process. And even though, like I told you for my entire life, I have been, you know, church has been a part of my life. It's been in my heart. It's been something that I'm committed to and, and love participating in. I definitely had feelings of, you know, great unworthiness. Like I'm divorced. I can't even pray. Like I, I'm completely, you know, nothing and no one in this place anymore. And, and that was hard. And then just the accompanying like deep depression and, and loneliness and things. Uh, that's where I, I took those feelings. And, you know, it's funny because yesterday we had that passage from Jesus lives, but a friend of mine gave me Jesus calling in those years. And there's a passage in there where it talks about um, creating trust in God, kind of like a bank account and you just put in and you put in and you put in every day and then it's there to call on. And sometimes you do it when you don't necessarily feel it, but you go put that in anyway. And so that was part of what I did was when I would go to my mat, that was the time because I practice so often, you know, they say make a habit when you're brushing your teeth or when you're doing something you do every day. Well, for me, it was yoga. That's when I could put in those prayers of expressing my trust and my um, gratitude. And, and I really do feel like that is what allowed me to heal and to come back to a place of faith. And again, like you say, maybe more in my own lane, because it was created, you know, as an adult and 
of my own volition, of course, I would love to hope guided by spirit. Thank you for meeting with your vulnerability, Holly. We, I appreciate that. I'm sure the folks who listen to this will too. Um, so tell us about the founding of Firefly. How did that come about? So, uh, like I said, I loved yoga from the, from the day I started and I, I was practicing at the Y until my teacher got pregnant and then I had to find someplace else to practice. And so I found this wonderful, wonderful studio, um, where I was living and I loved my teacher and I was so inspired by her and, and she had this, um, really authentic, I felt like community and it was, it was based on, you know, yoga, like she was uncompromising, which I feel like there's a lot of compromising that goes on these days in a lot of arenas. And I, I, I mourn that. Um, but she had that integrity and it was a small studio and it was beautiful because it was true and kind of like not selling out to like draw in people. And anyway, so I, I loved her studio and I kind of had this like dream in the back of my head, like one day, I wonder if I could, you know, if I ever moved to another town or she would like teach me, I could open my own studio or something. And so that was sort of when that seed was planted. And then fast forward several years, um, I was living in another city and um, I kind of had this place and I won't go into that because it's a really long story but I kind of had this place where I had an opportunity to decide like what do I want to do with my life right now like there was kind of an ending of something and uh you know here we are like what are we going to do where are we going to go and I thought I'd like to open a yoga studio <laughs> so I spent um, a solid month going around to everyone that I knew that owned a small business or studio and asking, you know, for advice and um, pointers and just anything they thought I should know. And I started riding my bike around trying to find a location. And I just felt like it all just kind of fell into place. And uh, we tried it. And I, I always kind of joke and say, I was too dumb to know it was a crazy idea. Um, because yeah, it's a crazy idea to open your own business, especially yoga studio in Orlando. Like there's plenty of it here and it's all, it's really good. Um, and so, but I did it anyway. And, and I love it. And people would ask when we started, like, you know, what are you about? Like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. We just started, but we're, we're family is what I feel like it is now. And um, as far as the name, uh, Firefly is a yoga pose. It's Titi uh, Basana and Sanskrit and it's an arm balance. And uh, my son and a friend of ours who uh, is in like the corporate world and knows some things about branding and marketing. And I were just like having a conversation and my son, when he was eight, uh, decided to name it Firefly. And she said that was a good marketable name. So that's how that happened. I like the name. <laughs> I think it, I think it's good. I think it's a good marketable name. And, you know, between us and everyone else who's listening, uh, you know, there's that light, right? And like when we say in yoga namaste, we're saying the light in me, thou is the light in you. And for me as a Christian, you know, we know what that means to have light. And so that also really spoke to me to have this like shining light and then hopefully have a community of shining lights. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, it sounds to me like Having a, having a true and authentic community, 
which is, I, I think the, the faithful life is both individual and communal. And there's this dance that goes on between caring for our souls, our individual souls, and caring for the world and our community. And, and there's a dance that goes on between those two things. And you mentioned in the um, beginning stages of founding Firefly Yoga Studio, your yoga studio, um, there was this commitment to an honest and an authentic practice. And for those who do practice yoga and for those who don't, I wonder how you might not necessarily define, but, but say what an honest or authentic yoga practice looks like for you. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, so in yoga, there are, it, well, it depends on the yoga that you're practicing, but the kind of yoga that's sort of my lineage is Ashtanga, which is eight limbs. It's the eight limbed path. And the third one that you see, like the one that's the pose, this is called the asanas. The first two are the yamas and the niyamas. And those are observances and restraints. And they are really a lot to do with how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. So we like exactly like what you just said. And so they begin with non-harming, which I feel like is kind of like another way of saying kindness and love and you know if we're going to act and not harm it would be from a place of love um and satya which is truth and being honest and it kind of goes from there i won't give you the whole like dissection of the um limbs today but those kind of things like if we if we live according to those teachings of um you know being content with what we have and walking in honesty and in non-greed and like those those are what matter if you ask a yogi and it's not like about I don't know numbers in any sense of the word it's about trying to you know live honorably and so I I think that and again like there's a lot of compromise in that goes on right but so when I when I see people like adhering to you know, it's hard to do. It's kind of hard to not like take veer off onto that other road. It's, um, but I, I really honor when I see people holding to this, like a, you know, a path away, um, some honesty, some standards. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, so I, I attended your class and, um, I don't know. I loved it. It was wonderful. It was the best way to break up my work day to go. I was already at church because I do work here a lot of the time. <laughs> um, so I went down to the chapel and you led this class and it, it was exactly what I needed um, for my day and for where I was. It was simultaneously um relaxing and spiritually fulfilling. You practiced Lectio Divina with us as we were um, practicing, which for those who aren't familiar with it, Lectio Divina is the practice of reading scripture in a particular way um, that 
is designed to encourage prayer and contemplation. Um, you encouraged us to breathe with our movement. And there was even like gentle touch involved. You went and you, you said folks don't need to be touched if they don't want to. You can signal it. But um, you went around and made little corrections, which was meaningful to me and, and added to the practice. Um, so what can folks continue to, I don't know, expect and look forward to if they were to come to First Church for a class led by either you or another Firefly yoga instructor? So I'm glad that you said that because it reminds me that it's not always going to be me, which is like a super gift to all of us because that means we get to practice with these other amazing souls. Um, and the I'm trying to like quick through my mind, they either teach at Firefly, are in teacher training at Firefly, or have been through teacher training at Firefly. I think that's true of all of us that are on the rotation. And so the thing I want to say that might set our studio apart as far as teacher training is that we are really about helping people find their own voices. So there's a lot to honor, I think. And even in the practice that I was mentioning, Ashtanga, if you take that really traditionally, it's a set series of poses and it's taught a certain way. And I honor that because I think that like, that's the, a beautiful like springboard and jumping off place. And we return to that like constantly. That being said, in order to be authentic, we're not robots. Like we're not all the same. And so while I think there's a lot of beauty in some practices that are very consistent because you know what to expect and there's a lot of safety and comfort in that. And I love those practices as well. I love that Ashtanga. Balancing that out with this person has a gift. This person has a story. This person has a strength. And this person has had pain that will lead them to a different sort of compassion and across the board, right? Like each one of us are so different. And so the studio, when we do teacher training, it's very much about helping people find their own passion and their own voice. And so what you can expect, I think, is probably something different each week because they each have their own incredible strengths. What they do have in common is beautiful hearts and passion for Jesus. And that was how they ended up being asked to be a part of this group. So yes, I think you can expect um, movement and breath and word and probably like presented in very different ways. I think that, so I, I love that you mentioned that there's always going to be some deviation um, and some improvisation with how we accomplish our Ashtanga in the classes that you and your instructors are going to lead. And an Ashtanga you mentioned is a series of poses, right? Yes. So I think that there's some, for me and for I'm sure some folks in our community, there's some trepidation about our ability to accomplish um, yoga if we've never done it. Or maybe we have an injury that we think prevents us from practicing yoga. Or um, I, I think that there's always something intimidating involved with starting something new. So, so how can somebody who feels a little bit of hesitation about yoga, um, how would you encourage them to come to class? 
So I love that question too. And um, I will say, and this is, this is a thing that is definitely practiced um, very intentionally amongst our, our studio and teachers is that we really just like it's for the teachers. And like you said, when you said, I got what I needed that day, I really hope that that's because you were invited to create the practice that you needed. So it was like a co kind of thing that we did together. Like, okay, I guided you, but hopefully you had a lot of permission. And um, we really uh, strive to offer a lot of options. We strive to cue for safety and um, alignment. And then to be honest, also, that probably the classes we'll do at Yoga Chapel will be beginners, you know, tuned toward beginners. So it's not like we're going to ask you to turn yourself into a pretzel and hopefully we're going to um, give you a place to go. And when you feel like I've gotten to the place I want to go, then you're hopefully going to feel really comfortable to rest there and to not feel like you have to do anything um, that isn't going to serve you that day. And it's, it's a lot easier, I think, than, than people think if it's taught well, if, if it's cued well. Yeah, my, I'll, I, so I can, I can testify to that. My mom came to class and my mom has hip injury and she had never done yoga before coming to class. And when I got home that day, she was nothing but grateful that she'd come and that she tried it and she liked it and she felt comfortable. She felt safe. Um, so I think that's a testament, not only to you, Holly, but sort of the ethic that I think runs through Firefly Yoga Studio. Thanks. And I'm happy she felt good. I love that. So I'm looking forward to um, continuing to practice yoga on Tuesdays. I'll speak on behalf of the church and say that I am so grateful that y'all are here. Thank you. Um, that's going to, again, that's yoga on Tuesdays at noon. It's in the chapel. Um, if you come, please bring your own mat. If you don't have one, we'll, we'll make sure to get one for you. Um, and Holly, thanks for having this conversation with me. It's always good to get to know the folks in our community a little bit better. Thanks for having it with me. All right. And that is it for this episode of the podcast. Um, I'm Cameron Garrett. I just had a conversation with Holly Garrison of Firefly Yoga Studio. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting to know more of our community at First Church. Um, and I hope to see you at uh, Yoga Chapel Tuesdays at noon. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.